check out my new book, Reach All Readers at reachallreaders.com. When you pre-order, you'll get special access to my Science of Reading mini course. Learn more at reachallreaders.com. Welcome to Triple R Teaching, where we encourage you to think differently about education by helping you reflect, refine, and recharge. This isn't just about trying something new as you educate those entrusted to your care. We'll equip you with simple strategies and practical tips that will fill your toolbox and reignite your passion for teaching. It's time to reflect, refine, and recharge with your host, Anna Geiger. Hello, thank you for joining me. Anna Geiger here from The Measured Mom. This is episode 57 of the Triple R Teaching Podcast, but the first in a series in which I react to some blog posts from Fountas and Pinnell, in which they defend themselves against some what they call mischaracterizations of their work. The first question they answer is two parts. The first part of the question is, why have you chosen not to participate in the latest debate about how to teach children to read? Let's listen in to find out how Irene Fountas answers this question. Jay and I have lived through polarization before, and we simply don't see it as being productive. We choose to engage in conversation, and conversation is different from debate. Conversation enables us to learn more from each other and clarify our thinking with each other. We've never spent time criticizing others, and we respect multiple perspectives and certainly feel that we can learn from multiple perspectives. Our focus has always been on advancing children's literacy learning and elevating the expertise of teachers. We have a complex view of learning and literacy learning and polarized debates about people's experiences doesn't contribute to the profession. So let's react to this first part of the question and their answer. To be honest, I feel like this answer is a bit of a cop-out. Basically what they're saying is that the discussion that's happening right now about the science of reading is a debate and they'd rather have a conversation. But there are plenty of calm conversations happening right now about the science of reading. Now, it's true. You can go into Facebook groups. You'll have people yelling at you in all caps, people that try to shame you for not knowing about this sooner, people who criticize you for the materials you use. Yes, definitely out there. Those kinds of people are present in any discussion. However, there are a lot of safe places to talk about it. Let me give you just a few examples off the top of my head. The Reading League is excellent. I would check out and see if you have a reading league in your state that you can join as a member or be a national a member of the National Reading League. I'm a member. They have a lot of great workshops that you can purchase at low cost in addition to your membership, and then you can watch them at any time. They also have a really nice, easy-to-read journal that gets sent out every few months. So yeah, I would definitely check out the Reading League. There's also anything that you find by Margaret Goldberg. She's a teacher out in California. Check out her website, The Right to Read Project. Very gentle, kind, but upfront ways of looking at the current research and how that relates to balanced literacy, an approach that she used to follow, as you know, did I. So I know that one really excellent post she has on her website is an open letter to Lucy Calkins, who a lot of people are angry with, just like they're angry with Fountas and Pinnell. It is a very kind, open, well-worded letter. So this idea that the discussion about the science of reading is a big debate that we just want to stay out of because it gets nasty is just not a good excuse because there's plenty of places to have a good discussion. The second part of the question is, what advice do you have for teachers who feel caught in the crossfire while this literacy debate intensifies? Gay Pinnell answers this one. Here's an excerpt from her answer. 
We see these extreme emphases that come and go as not being very productive. We would encourage you to remain steadfast to your vision and values and keep learning more from the children you teach through careful observation and for making decisions based on the data that comes from those observations systematically taken. Keep doing what works for your children, the children you teach, and rely on observable reading and writing behaviors to guide your moment-to-moment teaching. You'll know more about the impact of your own teaching, and you can make those adjustments that you need to to do the best you can at serving the needs of all. There's some good in their answer. They talk about learning from your children through careful observation, for making decisions based on data that comes from observations that you take systematically, keep doing what works for your students. But the thing is, you can do that and still study the science of reading and apply the current research to what you're doing. You should be doing both. I feel like they're saying it's an either or. Either you pay attention to your students and observe them, assess them, and use that to teach them, or you go on this other approach that everybody's talking about, but it's just a big debate. I feel like they're telling teachers to just put their heads down and plow through and just ignore all the noise around them. But I know that as a teacher that wants to keep learning and growing, you don't want to do that. You want to know what's out there so that you can evaluate it and figure out how to apply that to the teaching that you're doing. So this idea that we just have to block out all the noise because it's just not productive and keep doing what we've always been doing is not a good piece of advice. I am sure that Fountas and Pinnell have received a lot of criticism that's come their way that hurts and isn't fun to hear because some people aren't very kind in the way they deliver it. So I could see why they're calling all this you know, discussion a, a debate a debate that's not productive if people are just shouting at them and accusing them of things. But the fact is, as I said, there are a lot of places to have these conversations and you can certainly have these conversations. There are different ways to have this type of conversation with the teachers at your school. One thing you could do is do a book study together. A really good one for this is called Shifting the Balance by Birkins and Yates because it actually comes from a balanced literacy perspective and shows you how to make changes to better align to the science of reading. It's kind of a transitional book. It's an easy read. There are certainly other ones you could do, but I think that's a good first step. Another option would be to watch a presentation together because having people commit to reading a book and having a book study can be more than your teachers feel up to or can feel like a big ask. You could have a presentation you all listen to at once and then follow it up with some discussion questions, maybe the same day or another day. I actually have a presentation I've given to a few schools. It's called Why I Embraced the Science of Reading After 20 Years in Balanced Literacy. It's about a 50-minute presentation in which I talk about my transition and then there's a brief introduction to the science of reading and how that applies to how we teach. I've gotten a lot of positive feedback on that. So if you think that's something you'd like me to share with your school or district, I can do it via Google Meet or through Zoom. Go ahead and send me an email. You can send it to my team, hello at themeasuredmom.com, and we'll see if we can work something out. So bottom line today, I think that Fountas and Pinnell's excuse, because that's what it is, that they don't want to get involved in this big debate is really avoiding what they really don't want to talk about. They don't want to accept that some of the things they've been doing for years and years since the 90s are not backed by research. And instead of encouraging teachers to study for themselves, what they're doing here is telling them to put their heads down and just keep going with what they've been doing all along. That's my take. Feel free to leave comments on the blog post where you can find the show notes. I'd love to continue this conversation with you. 
You can find the show notes for this episode, including relevant links, like the link to the Founders of Penel blog post, so you can read it in its entirety, as well as the book that I recommended at themeasuredmom.com forward slash episode 57. We'll see you next week for our second reaction to the Fountas and Pinnell Just to Clarify blog series. That's all for this episode of Triple R Teaching. For more educational resources, visit Anna at her home base, themeasuredmom.com, and join our teaching community. We look forward to helping you reflect, refine, and recharge on the next episode of Triple R Teaching. 